Podcast with me, Phil, and me, Paul. And on this week's show, we're going to be covering not one but two Doctor Who stories. Because yes, we've been away for a couple of weeks, so we're doing a. Oh, I was going to say a double banker. Is that the best way to put it? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> you yeah, are doing a double banker because this week we're going to be covering the Zygon invasion and the Zygon inversion. Yay! Yeah, hey, so that's it. We are back. Paul's back from his ghost hunting. Yes. Yes. So, did you did you get the willies? <laughs> so to speak. Did you? Did you? <laughs> they weren't that friendly a ghost. No. What, what, uh, about, what about the ghoulies? <laughs> there, there was there was a couple of incidents, but nothing. Oh well. Okay. Well, so uh, no, nothing. Nothing to write home about. No. No. Oh, dear, that's a shame. That's a shame. No, nothing conclusive. Okay. Well, after being a couple of away a couple of weeks, there's not really much to talk about in the news, really, either. Um, which is probably a um, a good good thing, as as this is a as I said a double banker this week. Um, but a couple of interesting uh, bits of news to kick off with, really. Now, obviously, there's been a lot of uh, rumours circulating that the next series of Doctor Who, series ten. Uh, will probably not be next year, and then the rumours it was going to be shorter in episodes to allow Peter Capaldi to to do other things, and I think the other rumours were to let Stephen Moffat concentrate on Sherlock. However, um, this week, Stephen Moffat, talking to Radio Times, says that Series 10 of Doctor will consist of 12 episodes plus a Christmas special. And basically he's just said it's all total bunkum and border dash, basically, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, but it seems to have been in relation to comments made in the Daily Mirror that said that the next series would consist of only six episodes due to Capaldi's work on other projects. And yeah. also um, because of Moffat's commitments to Sherlock. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll sort of put everyone's minds at rest, though, hasn't it? Well, because <laughs> it goes on, this, the article it does goes go on, on about yes. transmission date for Series 10 has not been confirmed. Well, it never is. It's not likely to begin until May next year, mm. meaning the start date would have to be pushed back beyond the autumn 2016. Yes. Which makes you think, well, you know, you could safely say that we had a full Series 7. We just had it split six over. episodes one year and seven episodes the following year. Yeah. Well, unless... So saying there's a full Series 10, it, 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 unless he actually physically says there's going to be a full Series 10 shown entirely next year... I don't think it is. Uh, well, I, I think I think what will happen it would just be spread over sixteen strokes seventeen. I don't think reading and again you don't know what, what the BBC have got in mind with these sort of things and I know things are in flux at this stage in production, but yeah. um I just sort of sort of hope that it's you're not gonna get though like a, a few months gap in between this, so I hope it is continuous. That's what I'd like to see. How yeah. the Christmas special fits into that as is, is it is it a standalone? Would it form part of the series itself? Don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, because basically, you know, Stephen Moffat's saying, I don't know when it goes up. That's it goes out. That's, what, that's someone else. Mm. If it's going to be that the Christmas special is not going to become after, is not going to be after the twelve episodes, he'd have to know about it by now. You'd have thought. We would have thought so. Or are they going to go down the um, like the Feast of Stephen route? From the Hartwell days, because that was just a Christmas special, well, not a Christmas special as such, but it fell in the festive season. Yeah. Um, in the middle of a of a, a story, basically. And it just sort of like got sort of slotted around the Christmas theme. So maybe there's going to be something like that again? Maybe. I've just got this feeling. We're reading I've, too much into it, really, aren't we? So. I've, I've got a feeling that we're going to get a, a Series 10A and 10B again, like we did with Series 7. Hmm. Even though I, I'm, still, I'm still of the opinion that um, Series 7A and Series 7B should just be in Series 7 and Series 8, really. Yeah. They're well, wildly this, this different, thing, weren't it? they? It, it's all about, at the time, the, that stage they were trying to claim, no, no, there's going to be a full series. Well, there was. Whereas, rather, rather than <laughs> saying, over the next two years, we're going to have two half series. Hmm. Yeah, it could go that way again. You could be right. Yeah. You could be right. Now, another thing that's come out of this as well um, is... The transmission time um, of this series of Doctor Who, which 
has been on rather late, and it has been kind of all over the place. It hasn't been a, 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 a time you can say, yes, each week Doctor Who will be on at, as, yeah. as there. Um, as Peter Capaldi has said he feels that the BBC have treated the show as a bit of a ratings pawn, really. Yeah. Um, and he just goes to say, you know, a lot of kids and a lot of families, um, and all the families love Doctor Who and want to sit down and watch it together. But he said, once you get past eight fifteen, you're into adult territory. Yeah. Um, well, I think we've had yeah. this conversation, haven't we, as to where do they really now know where they're aiming this show at? Yes, exactly. What's they're aiming this show at? Well, it does. I mean, he, he seems to think they are sort of trying to protect strictly in the ratings, um, and I'm, I'm inclined to agree. Really, um, I think I think because of the way Doctor Who's watched now, and, and I mean it's. Also, Stephen Moffat goes on, on about the, the, you know, the, the, the supposed falling vi- uh, viewing figures. And he says he himself says 8.25 isn't a brilliant time for Doctor Who. Um, he said if there is a, only a slight drop-off, it's because it's not where it's, the show's meant to be. Yeah. Which I, you know, he said, he said it's not designed and built to go at 8.25. Um, but then he said once you pull the consolidated figures together, they're doing fine. Which is what we've said each week when we've yeah. had the consolidators. You know, it's... Um, but yeah, I... I yeah, if you if you was building the ratings just purely on what the B on on producing us, uh, if you building the programming mm. and the timing of programs purely on how you wanted your without looking at what ITV was putting out, you'd have Doctor Who first, then Strictly. Yes, yes, you would do. So Doctor you? Who could go out and say, what was it, six thirty or whatever, and then Strictly. Well, if you think about it, this is what to they, follow. This is what they used to do in the seventies because the the big family entertainment program back in the seventies on the BBC was the Generation Game. Yeah, and Doctor Who always preceded that, always. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's how they should have played it with this. You've got like the the, the 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 science fiction show that everybody wants to sit down to watch as a family. Then you've got an entertainment sh- show for the family. Yeah, as well. So, but once you've it's the younger kids I feel are missing out because, as this article and says, it's getting, you, that, you're getting to adults. They're not that sorry. interested in Strictly. No, exactly. Exactly. So I'm wrong on that. I don't know. No, I, I think you're right. I think you're right. But, oh, well, there we go. But I say um, the other interesting thing as well, um, as you said, it wouldn't be um, not production. It wouldn't like to begin till May next year. The sp- Doctor Who spin-off class... Um, is due to enter production at BBC Wales next year using the capacity currently occupied, occupied by, the, by the Doctor Who team. Yeah. So um, whether there's going to be a bit of a an overlap on productions there, who knows? Who knows? But but obviously, if it, if this crops up again, I think this is sort of probably sort of put it to bed for the time being, isn't it? Mm. Really, I think <laughs> until I, I thought we'll see anything else about this till next year. Really. Yeah. I think this is sort of this will this will sort of I think Stephen Roberts is just trying to draw a line under this because he has yeah. remained unusually quiet on the subject. Usually he's the first one to stand up and say, "No, you're wrong. This is rubbish." And it's taken a long time to come to out say and say something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I say it's just not quite. It's not gone quite far enough for my. <laughs> my <laughs> I demand times, dates, and well, I feel a little bit more comfortable about it anyway. Put it that way. Now, um, next week, um, the, the, on the starting on the, is it the is it Friday or the, or the Saturday it starts? I can't remember. I think it's the Friday, isn't it? Cause it's three. Is it, is it three days? Is it? It's a three day event, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, so it's it start the, on the Friday then, right? It yes. Be Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Yes. Then. The um, obviously next week is the Doctor Who Festival at the Excel Centre, uh, which we will be attending. Yes, we'll, we'll be there on the Saturday, won't we? So, yeah. um, if any of you out there. Going, if you know what we look like, come and say hello. We'll be sort of more than more than happy to meet you. Um, obviously, there's obviously been if you know what we look like, we'll have to wear a disguise, yes, indeed. Um, (laughs) um, but it's been announced that Jenna Coleman will also be attending on the Saturday and the Sunday, um, next week as well, uh, which is going to be um, which is quite a surprise. I didn't didn't think she was going to ever turn up, which was actually one of the things put forward as proof before it was confirmed that she was going to be written out in this series. Hmm. The fact that she wasn't attending the... They hadn't announced she was attending the festival was one of the things put forward as proof by people, wasn't it? It That she wouldn't be in it. Yes. That she'd be leaving because, oh, she's not bothering to do the publicity for this. Yeah, 
And now here she is, obviously a, a film commitments for was it Young Victoria, what the hell it's called, has, has sort of eased off a bit. So mm. here she is, here she is. Um, so yeah, good news anyway. At least she's, she's going to form part of the uh, the daily Meet the Cast panel, which now comprises of Peter Capaldi, Jenna Coleman, Michelle Gomez, and Ingrid Oliver. Mm. Yes, there we go. Um, and then the writers panel we have Stephen Moffat, Mark Gatiss, Sarah Dollard, Toby Whithouse, Catherine Tregana, Peter Harness. And Jamie Matheson. Hmm, so we've got some. Quite good. Yeah, it does actually. It sounds really good actually. So, and there's a, also there's a Doctor Who Festival cosplay showcase, and to be put to the test in the fan challenge as well. So that's what sort of thing they did a couple of years ago, wasn't it? Didn't have like a pub, yeah. pub quiz thing set up, didn't they? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So no, it should be. Um, it should be quite good. So and there's obviously the usual photo opportunities, which I think you've got to actually. Uh, pay extra for haven't you yeah yeah which doesn't really interest me to be honest but no no but uh there we go no, as you said if people recognize us they can come pay to have their photo taken yes with. indeed well actually no we'll pay you to have, <laughs> to have your photograph taken with us how, how do you like them apples i think that sounds all right doesn't it <laughs> you, you can pay them off <laughs> notoriously mean i'm not paying <laughs> Okay then, right now, on to the bit of the podcast that nobody likes, stats. Uh, let's do this very, very quickly. Now, um, because we're actually recording on, on a Sunday night, uh, we haven't got um, much in the way of any consolidated viewing figures or AI, really. So we'll, we'll, we'll give you what, what you've probably already read anyway. The overnights for the Zygon inversion. Were... Yeah, give you what you already have. Yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll like it, goddammit. <laughs> and you'll be grateful. <laughs> Yes, uh, the overnights for the Zygon inversion uh, was 4.13 million viewers, um, which meant that Doctor had a share of 19.9% of the total TV audience for that day. Uh, again, that's, that's up because the Zygon invasion overnight viewing figures were 3.87 million, um, which again gave it a 19.4 share. So it's only the share was still about the same, wasn't it, really? It was obviously... People were doing other things in general that day. Rugby World Cup again? People are out? Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, that's probably the reason. I mean, it's fine. I'm, I'm, not getting, I'm not getting worried. No, I'm not getting worried. I'm not getting worried at all. Now, the, um, we don't have the Audience Appreciation Index for the Zygon Inversion because we're just... Um, I think we're, we're recording the day before those figures are released, I think. Uh, but the Zygon Inversion had an AI of 82 which I can't remember if that was higher or lower than the previous week. It's higher just because I think the last one was, last couple have been 81 or something, haven't they? Something, I can't remember. I tried to put it out of my but mind. not but as good as where they were at, at the, the first two, which was sort of 84, wasn't it? 84, 85, something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think so. I think so, yeah. Um, but no, it's still it's still respectable. I'm not, hmm. Again, I'm not, I'm not worried about that at all. It's when it drops to under 70. <laughs> yes, I think so. Then you know, then you know you really are in trouble. Yeah. Okay, right. Well, that is that is it for the news. As you know, we just want to try and get through the stats as quickly as possible these days. So, um, reason being, so we can have a quick trip over to Omega's Tech Corner. You pester me with trinkets! Okay, now, um, this actually sort of came out at the end of October, really, didn't it? I think we... I would just miss this when, when we put our last podcast out or well, we just didn't bother to cover it. I, I cannot remember. Um, but there are some new Doc 2 figures uh, sort of, which are exclusive to Toys R Us. They've linked up with character options to do uh, a new collector's series of figures. Okay. I think we mentioned the... We'd seen the Eighth Doctor one. Yes, we had, we had mentioned that. But not... But not the others. No. Um, now, what they've done, it's a new five-inch figure series. Now, apparently, it's because of the demand um, from the fans. They want to see the return to the larger format because I don't think that the 3.75-inch ones are... Uh, they don't really cut the mustard, really, do they? Plus, the fact no. that it doesn't go with anything else that anyone's collected before, if you're a, if you're no. a collector. So, but anyway, um, this set would include a Clara Oswald... Um, a Rose Tyler with a canine, uh, an Amy Pond in a famed police outfit, so it says here. There were three separate length Doctor figures, uh, one in a purple jacket, another donning the cowboy hat. Um, it says here, as, as, as in Doctor Who A Christmas Carol, 
Cowboy hat. Yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> Remember that one? Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. I think I got that one slightly wrong. Um, and finally, shoot out at Santa's grotto. Yes. <laughs> Oh, God. And then it says, a classically posed 11th Doctor with his ubiquitous sonic device. Yeah. Mm, okay, whatever. Um, and then there's four versions of, of the 12th Doctor, uh, which has got uh, a choice of figuring... Um, I think it's just a choice of shirt, really. Um, it's white, black, purple, or polka dot. Okay. And as we previously mentioned, um, it's the brand new 8th Doctor figure, which was uh, basically the, the costume from Night of the Doctor. So there we yeah. are. There we are. Um, I haven't actually got any price in any of this, um, I'm afraid. What do you reckon? 20 quid? Yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. Um, 20 quid each? Oh, that's what I reckon. It's interesting, though, if, it's a, if, it's, I, if it is exclusive to Toys R Us as to whether they'd be that price. Cheaper. Yeah. Mm, mm, don't know. Don't know. But if we get anything on that, we, we'll, we'll bring it up on, on, on a yeah. future show, I think. So... Anyway, that is it for the tech, really. It was very, very quick, because um, so we've, we've got a lot to discuss, because coming up next, we're going to be talking about the Zygon invasion and the Zygon inversion. So for another week, then, that was the news. Right then, everybody, it's time for our double banker, as I said at the beginning of the show, because uh, this week, we're going to be talking about the Zygon invasion and the Zygon inversion. Uh, now, we... Had a bit of discussion on how we're going to approach this one, didn't we? Yes. Yeah. Um, and rather than decided sort of... we'd back, we'd nip round the back and see if we could get in that way. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not as usual. What we would normally do is do each episode on its own merits. But I think, um, which seems a bit silly now, now we've seen both of the two, two, both parts of a two-part story. Yeah. So we're just going to be talking. Can't really speculate. No, indeed, indeed. The first one. That's it. So we're going to be just talking about the the thing as a whole, really. I think it's probably the best way to to put this. Um, and I have the the, the honour of kicking this thing off, don't I? Yes. Yes, I do. Uh, I got to be perfectly honest and say this is probably the best two part story we've had since the show came back in two thousand and five. I think it's it was outstanding. Actually, I think it was outstanding in its um, in its intent, what it was trying to to try and to sort of discuss, and also the acting in the in the Zogelin version of Capaldi was utterly stunning in the last fifteen minutes. It really was. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I really enjoyed this. Yeah, I really did enjoy it. Um, well, I, that's that for this week's show. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. You have nothing to say. Nothing to say. Nothing to say. <laughs> I I just thought it was ah, uh, it was just great. I loved it. It was all the sort of like the the it constantly pulling the rug from under your feet all the time. It was like bluff and double bluff, and some cases, especially at the end, it was just you know the doctor was bluffing everybody. It was ah, uh, I I just loved it. I'm not going to say you know Peter Harness, well done, sir. That's all yeah. I can say. Well done. That was that was utterly outstanding. Um. Do you know, I, I can't honestly think of any, across both parts, I, I can't think of any negatives at all about this. Right. <laughs> Apart from the guitar. <laughs> well, I've done all this is started. Yeah, when, when that's done, this is started well for you. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, just apart from the guitar. That was it, really. Um yeah, as everyone knows it by now. I'm, I'm now sure. If, it, if these hadn't already been filmed in advance, I'd be sure they're just putting them in there to annoy you now. <laughs> yes, everybody knows I'm not a fan of the guitar, but ne- never mind. That's just my that's my own personal little quibble, really. really. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, as um, I, mean, I suppose you could say this is kind of like a a sequel or, or a or a a direct follow-on from Die of the Doctor, really, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, this is actually the thing I found. Watching this, you did find yourself thinking, how much of this did Stephen Moffat have in his mind mm. with Die of the Doctor? Did did he actually have this whole... So Obviously, you've got... Pitt Harness is the writer, but obviously there's the synopsis for this. Yeah. Did he have it all mapped out for Die of the Doctor? And just decided what he would use and what he wouldn't use yes. to create the where he wanted to go with that. Yeah, because it, 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 so it did seem very far away, didn't it? At that, I think that's the one thing we said about having loved uh, the Doctor. 
that the Zygon thing just did get seem to get thrown away after after what, the well, scene I, in the yeah in the uh, the black archive yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't really sort of mentioned again really was it uh, no it was yeah so it, it I think it need of no, nothing needs following up but I think it was it was it was ripe to be followed up. I yeah, think really it, it, it was logically left. It was logically left open there to be followed up. It, it isn't shoehorning in another episode just to reference back. It is, you know, you can say yes. I can understand why you needed to have this. Well, is that? I mean, I mean, the episode started off, you know, once upon a time, you know, there were, there were three doctors, and and that's all you need to know, yeah. really. And the next thing you know, the piece is broken down. That's it. Um, and obviously, in between that, and now the other thing as well, it, it threw out all of the. Um, the theories about where this story fitted in between Day of the Doctor and um, the end of the last series. Yeah. So, so especially with the... Uh, oh, I can't think of my bloody name. Osgood. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, which, no, it, it follows on after, straight after Death in Heaven, basically. You know, the, the other Osgood is dead. Dead. Uh, and we still don't know who who which one... This is, which I like, actually. Yeah. no, It, it wasn't important to the story, really, was it? No, but yeah, well, in, in the sense that, only in the sense that, actually, it doesn't matter which one. No. That is, that is the point of it, isn't it, really, is the fact that it doesn't matter which yeah, one died. Yeah, you, I, mean, I think that's what people wanted to know, um, you know, sort of like, is it the Zygon one, is it the human one, we need answers, damn it, and... Well, no. Whether we we find that out or not, I, I, it wasn't important, and, and that was the whole. As you say, that was the important part about that plot point, wasn't it? Yeah, that it wasn't important. So, um, he shouldn't be that bothered about whether yeah. it's Zygon or yeah, Zygon. that's it. Now, obviously, sort of Zygon invasion set up the whole thing of like the you know the the splinter the splinter group wanting to start a revolution and and and, and all that. Um, which some people say is a pretty heavy handed. Approach to the whole ISIS or ISIL, what people are calling these days, issue that's going on in the Middle East at the moment. Um, would you say it was heavy-handed? Because I'm going to say no, it's not. I yeah, no, I didn't think it was actually. No, I think um... I think I think if it was, if this was purely for adults, and I think this is the the, the thing people are, may have missed out on here. If this is written purely for adults, then yes, it would be a bit heavy-handed and clunky. But you're trying to get this whole thing across and also use it as sort of like you're talking about something that's happening in the modern world right now. Yeah. So you're trying to appeal to a very wide age group and trying to get it across to a wide age group because it's family sitting down. So so I think from that point of view, it wasn't heavy-handed. And I, I think what it did well as well was the fact that it didn't, it sort of showed and talked about the fact that actually there may be reasons why the Zygons have have, have taken the rebel bits have taken this view. Mm. I obviously they were attacked in New Mexico. Yeah, and whatever. So it didn't just say that. Oh my God, these you know Zygons just can't be trusted, and there's a. There's no, there's no logic to why they're doing this. No, I mean, to an extent, there isn't. In, you know, all, if you take the fact that all war, there is no logic to, whatever. But there, there was given some sort of background test that they may have a grievance. Yes, that was it. That uh, what, uh, what was interesting about this was that no sides were taken as such. No, if, if you see what I mean, there, there, there was no clear-cut definition of who was good and who was bad. I think basically they're saying that it was in war, both, you know, there's good and bad on both sides. Yeah. and Which I think this got across fantastically well. Yeah. To be honest, I, I really did. Um, and I think for... And, uh, yeah, and false is just not the answer on either side. No, precisely. It, you know, or shouldn't be the answer. Shouldn't be it's the not, answer. Ultimately, is not the answer. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, think the thing where you, you have the, the bit of the... One of the speeches, isn't it? Where, yeah, go on, you just go off and you can kill each other and then you end up just doing exactly what you should be do, doing in the first place, is actually sit down and try and find a peaceful solution. Yeah. Which, which I mean, that, I, mean, that I, mean, I, I was sort of skipping around a little bit here, but I think that that speech at the end that Capaldi gave, um, yeah, fantastically written. I mean, what... Oh, 
I think if if no one has been convinced about him in the role yet, I think that that should have done it for you. Yeah, really, that really should have done it for you because I thought he was utterly fantastic. Um, so amazingly acted, it really was. And it just sort of, it's, I've watched it for a second time today, this afternoon, um, and it took my breath away again. On you know, even on the second yeah. viewing, it, it, I just loved it. I just absolutely yeah. loved it. Yeah, but um, again, we, that was... we've sort, we sort of had points of going through with this, saying, "Oh, he was very much like the fourth Doctor then, or he's very much like the sixth Doctor here, and whatever." Mm. Through the other, but no, that that is that is totally his own Doctor. Yes, indeed. Yeah, because I, I think I was it. We we said during the the underwater base one um, that yeah. he, he was very, especially in the first episode, he was very sort of Tom Baker like, and he, I think he has. Yeah. Sort of channeled other doctors, I think now and again, um, but the, as you say, this one is his own doctor. Yeah, I certainly. couldn't imagine any of the other doctors giving that speech with that passion and no, um, and and certainly not with that that degree of skill either. Yeah, you know, uh, I mean, as much as I love, you know, I think you know Matt Smith is sort of because I think it's a bit too early to say whether Capaldi is my favourite doctor at the moment since the show came out, because he's only done one and a bit series so far. We haven't yeah. seen a lot of him, really. Um, and only doing six episodes next year. No, <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. Um, but, yeah, it, it's... I suppose you could say, like, Matt, if, if you go up to Matt Smith, which I think has probably been my favourite Doctor so far since the since the show come back. Yeah. Um, he, I don't think he, he would have done that particular no. speech justice, really. No. Certainly wouldn't have done because I think there was a, a bit of a uh, a tendency to showboat a little bit too much. Yeah, especially when he had a, a grand speech. And they did love giving Matt Smith a lot of grand speeches, um, which you know it involved a lot of shouting, didn't it? But this was just another class, a different level. Yeah. it really was. It really was a different level. And yeah, it's power rather than volume. Wasn't it? Exactly. That's exactly it. Yeah, I thought it was utterly spellbinding. I think is one of the Words well, been banded around, isn't it? Spellbinding, yeah. and any other sort of uh, superlatives I can think of. But yeah, yeah. But going back to the whole thing about the the whole um, sort of war theme, and and there's another thing that that came out today because obviously it, it was sort of this Saigon faction is sort of with the parallels with modern day terrorism that we've got in the world at the moment. Um, I think a couple of today's papers are trying to sort of stir up some controversy about the um, plane being shot down. At the beginning yeah, of the Zygon inversion, the timing of it and everything, um, which I expected a couple of papers to do. To be honest, it was it was a foregone conclusion that that they were going to try and make turn this into something, weren't they? Well, I mean, it, it's just a bit. It's difficult. I mean, it it, it is just coincidental the timing. Yeah. Um, of this and and the way that the episodes is, it's not as if they can just swap the episodes around to put them out at a. If if they if they'd have, if they'd have wanted to pull even if they'd wanted to pull the episode, mm. it would have completely thrown out the timetable for oh god yeah how many weeks of the BBC so well I I, I kind of feel a bit it's just there I mean well, it's, it's there unfortunate. yeah it's just yeah I, I feel I kind of feel that's happened well so I kind of feel sorry for um, Capaldi because the last series was marred by um, another terrorist atrocity wasn't it when that that poor guy was beheaded by ISIS. So yeah. we had that scene cut from Robot of Sherwood. Yeah. Um, and we have a similar thing this year. I, I don't know if anyone's actually complained about why well, that was cut. Why didn't you cut this bit? Um, but if you did cut that, then the cut they made last year had no real bearing on the story. It was... Yeah, you could get away with that. Yeah. yeah. You could watch it without knowing. I mean, I think I did actually watch it without actually knowing what they'd cut, and I only saw that. Yeah. Well, I the, think the thing after, is, I, I watched the event and didn't re- didn't notice that it was there. Actually, no, no, where, where um, it was. I mean, I whereas this would have been, yeah, slightly difficult because the conversation he'd had on the plane was. Well, the thing is, they're important. saying. I mean, they're saying that you know nobody died in this. Um, I think yeah. it was a BBC spokesman said nobody died in this, so it's, you can't really compare it. Um, apart from well, the no, pi- well, I don't know. Apart I mean, from I'm... the pilots and the Zygon, really. No, <laughs> and, and, and there was some troops on that plane as well. <laughs> <It> was. <laughs> You saw him in the background when he was talking to the Zygon. So no, nobody. Yeah, no. The fact, the fact, actually, actually, the major talking point about this is: is why did the Doctor grab one of the only two parachutes, leaving the others to die? <laughs> <laughs> that 
They were red shirts, Paul. That's what they were. They were red shirts. Honestly, <laughs> it. I mean, that's, that's the. That's actually thinking about it now. That's more the point. Well, yeah, the, I, do- the doctor was obviously kicking back unit soldiers away to get to the. <laughs> I think well, my, my only sort of slight sort of niggle about this is is how useless they made unit. Um, yeah. especially in the first part, um, you think they'd be all trained to to deal with situations like this, and um... well, yeah, the fact the fact of the ambush that they never even seem to fire off a shot. They didn't fire off a shot. They they also um, the bit of the church as well. Um, yeah, they all just sort of blindly accepted the fact that every single soldier that was there, all their families. Were locked up yeah. in that church. They, they, they yeah, the, yeah, the Zygons had known exactly which soldiers were going to be there, so had taken the right type of hostage. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I don't quite, don't quite get that actually. Um, as one, no. as one character, I was, I, was, I was sort of quite sad to see killed off was um, um, Jack, Jay Griffith's character. I thought she, I didn't think they were going to. I thought she was going to play a bit more of an important role within Unit, and she, she was offed. At the end yeah. of uh, Zygon Invasions, I was quite disappointed about that actually because I thought she was um, thought she was quite good. Hmm. I'm, not, I'm not quite sure how good a, how good a unit officer she was, to be honest. Though, well, she was office staff. Well, she wasn't really a yes. field officer, was she? That, that's, no, that's it. Does seem units been sort of been pared down quite a bit. It has. There's been some. There's been some drastic cuts in that that, that organisation, hasn't there? <laughs> <laughs> it does just seem to be. Whatever thing, I, I Kate th- Stewart and and a few and a, and a few soldiers. Yeah. Oh, and um, obviously the woman officer out in the oh Colonel Walsh. Yes. Played by Rebecca Front, who I thought was going to play a larger role in the story. I have to be perfectly honest, and yeah. she just disappeared once they put the Zygon on board the aircraft. Yeah. And that was it. But I'm picking holes now. I'm I'm picking holes. Um, but just seem they just seem to make Unit look completely useless. Yeah, and I think um, yeah. I, I think or or um, am I missing a point here, Paul? Is it because they're just trying to say that the use of force was useless? In well, this? no, because which, which I could understand. They could say, "Oh, well, you know, the unit forces wouldn't have been able to have done much against them anyway." No. Apart from the fact that you then get Kate Stewart manages to take one out on her own with a handgun. Well, so why aren't these heavily armed with rifles and whatever? Able to even at least get one shot off <laughs> during the ambush scene. Red shirts, Paul. Yeah, yes. obviously. Red I mean, shirts. Obviously they, just, they, were, <laughs> they were pretty much lambs to the slaughter there, weren't they? They it's were, just, really, uh, weren't they? And then the fact, talking about unit being unit being whittled down. Yeah, it, it was strange that, you know, that she couldn't even take a driver with her to New Mexico. Oh, no, exactly. She had to go on her own. <laughs> To a town that she had no idea of what was going on there. No. Let's, say, yeah, let, let's send the head of the on their own to to what could be a hostile town. Yes, yeah. yes, that makes sense. <laughs> Dramatic license, Paul. Dramatic yeah. license. Ah, <laughs> oh, dear. No, it, it was a show about um, about unit, really. <clears throat> but um, what about the, the the way the Zygons were used? I thought they were fantastically well done, especially. Um, the bit uh, in the first episodes with uh, Sandeep's parents, yeah, Clara, I thought that was especially creepy, actually. And the way they sort of dragged the, which you thought was a body into the lift, <laughs> yeah, which I thought was yeah that that was partic- I thought they were just particularly well done, really. Um, and they didn't sort of over as they didn't do in in the seventies really in with the um, the originals. Um, Sort of Zygon story. Um, it, they weren't overused, were they? No, I mean the whole point being that they're supposed to be that that, that this faction is actually trying to uncover them yeah. to make them have to fight to otherwise they'd be killed. Mm. Um, yeah, so that was good. I that's the bit I couldn't quite understand. The one that um, they the uh, Bonnie the, yes um, makes back into go back to being a Zygon. Mm. Now, the other people that are around in the shopping centre, are they all Zygons? I'm assuming they were, yes. But in which case... But either way, surely they'd be bothered about... Well, not unless they were all part of the faction, because remember the road sweeper was yeah. sweeping away remains of... I suppose I so. don't. I don't know what. 
but I'm assuming they were, they were all of that faction. That's why they didn't they didn't react. But in which I, it just seemed what it seemed to be there was a was a slightly odd thing with them. If they're that much keen on being the breaking out from these chains, and if we're going to die, then we die as zygons rather than livers. Mm. Yeah, humans. Then why did they have to pick? Why did they actually have to pick somebody to be the one that was going to be? What? Yeah, the one unmasked, unmasked, so to on, speak. Yeah, yeah. Why, why did? Why didn't one of them just volunteer to do it? Yeah, yeah. It just I, seemed. It just seemed that a very, I don't know, an odd, odd bit of the story that I couldn't quite follow there. Again, I think it was that dramatic thing. It was. It was. It was that whole thing of you know a Zygon who didn't want to change. He was perfectly happy living his life as a human. Or disguised as a human. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know. And also, actually, if, if the idea was that actually what you was going to do was you was going to film, she was going to film it to then put it out as a broadcast mm. to scare people. Yeah. Then surely the fact of having the the humans in the video just sitting around not taking any notice was wrong surely they should have been acting as if they were scared and being attacked well i think that was the wasn't that sort of part of the whole plan of bonnie was to it was to create that that the state of paranoia and and so it was that whole thing or you you don't know who it's not that invasion of the body snatchers it was riffing on that yeah. um a lot and you i think it was it was rather rather than sacrificing someone of her own cause because i think what they were trying to sort of hope was the they would be hunted down yeah, really by by humans, and that would then force the other, the, you know, the the peaceful Zygons or the majority of Zygons to to fight to fight For their own safety. Yeah, yeah. So that was the I think that was the the plan behind it. But as you say, um, you if you've got your own faction of Zygons sitting there, um, they they ought to act a bit more panicky. <laughs> yeah, they 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 should have been creating. Yeah, either they should have been attacking the Zygon, or the Zygon should have been attacking them. Attacking them. Full value from that video at a full. I would have thought so, but oh well. Most going to send it to Harry oh, Hill. Otherwise, you've just got a bloke running around in a, a rubber suit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I can forgive it because I just enjoyed it so much. I really did. Um, no, I I mean, and, the, and the scene where the Doctor comes upon him is, yeah, is 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 a good scene, and I quite like that in the supermarket bit. I did and as the well. Fact that yeah, he'd rather kill himself than be held to be accountable for this. Yeah, exactly. It was quite a touching scene, actually, because yeah. I, I think the actor who, who who played that part was was really rather good. Actually, yeah. sort of, you know, it's uh, again, it, there can be a tendency to sort of overact in these things, but I, I just thought the whole thing was just so well done across, yeah. across both parts. And I think this is the thing that, that's impressed me uh, the most is that both parts were consistent. I yeah. found I found it to be both consistent. I really did. Uh, I mean, and followed and followed on logically. Yes, we didn't have you know, as we tend to have two parts, we do tend to get the two two months later. Yes, for the start of the second one, and you think, oh right, okay, okay, yeah. No, this was so now, now. Now we've just got to work out what's happened in between. But this just literally just did pick up straight away. Yeah, let's go. I think a special mention really must be made for Jenna Coleman. In this, because she, I think she played the Zygon, or Bonnie, which is just called a Bonnie. Yeah. Um, I think she played a. I mean, again, fantastic. Um, and and also the bit when she was sort of trapped in her in her own mind, sort of thing. I yeah. thought I thought that was really well done as well. Not just from her, but the whole setup of her sort of watching it on the television and then putting the the, did, the first there... missile off, and it just sort of like jogging the the aim off by moving the television. I was slightly on that one. I thought to myself, as long as, right, okay, you did it once, fine. I thought, as long as you don't try and do it with another couple, then that yeah. would be. Well, she couldn't, that was the thing, she couldn't move the telly. Yeah. That was the thing, and then trying to get the control over the trigger finger, which yeah. I thought was really good. I really liked that yeah. aspect to it. As to what she did, what she could do and what she couldn't do. Was, yeah. Yeah. And the scene when she was talking to herself about, you know, how their hearts are synchronised, so she knows when, when, when uh, when Clara's lying, yeah, I thought that was really good as well. Uh, but I just like that it was it, again. It wasn't a cat clean bad guy, was it? It wasn't over the no. top, and, and soon I will rule the world. It was. It wasn't anything like that. It was. 
again, it was it was kind of underplayed. Yeah, and all the better for it, to, to my mind. I really do. You know, I think it, it was really, really good. Um, but what, what do you think? I know we, we've sort of said this series has sort of been quite uh, sort of a slave to the past in in certain in certain respects. Uh, and again, in this one, there was a few sort of callbacks to to the past. But would you say really you have to be a fan or know your Doctor Who history to know what they're talking about, or just it just sort of, if you understand, you understand it, and no one else takes any notice of it? Um, I think to a certain extent. I mean, with this obviously, I think yes, you not not to the not to the classic series, but obviously yes, I think you did need to go back to you did need to have seen Day of the Doctor for this to. To follow to well, a certain you, extent. Well, you had, you had the recap, didn't you? Yeah, and that's pretty. But, much you think, you... but I think you still sort of had to. Well, no, what I what I was talking of that. Well, what I was talking about was they talked about the previous Zygon invasion, maybe yeah. in the seventies or eighties, and there was a naval officer. Yeah, and, and then um, in the second episode, so they actually... did mention Harry Sullivan by by name, yeah. didn't they? Yeah. Um, but again, it was just that thing. Well, if you know it, you know it. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. You didn't. Yeah. I don't think. I don't think without knowing it, it would have. Left you scratching your head as to what was happening. No, no. Um, and also this week, you know, as I got inversion, you got the five rounds rapid. Yeah. Uh, call which that brought a smile to my face. Anyway, it did. Of other than you just did sort of think to yourself, was that is this the whole reason why she had to go out there on her own? <laughs> <laughs> just because he he'd come, he decided he was going to use that line. Well, what um, I, what I did like as as well with this, they. And again, I don't know if it's um, something that I sort of Peter Harness brought to his his previous script, uh, "Kill the Moon," in the last series. He's, he's not afraid to kill people off. Or kill no, the off. death count in this actually is quite high, isn't it? Yes, it is. Uh, and what I kind of liked in the first episode um, when they're about to storm the church uh, with all the unit troops, the Doctor says, "You know, try not to kill too many people." Yeah, you know, he sort of just accepted that there's going to be casualties. Usually, yeah. thing, no killing is used the thing, yeah. and then that's what happened. And okay, this there wasn't any killing uh, that you saw that, that apart from the whole troop was wiped out. So yeah, yeah, they didn't kill anybody, did they? No, exactly. They really didn't kill anybody. It's typically unit films. But, but, but in the space of like thirty seconds, you see uh, Kate Stewart dispatch three Zygons, don't you? Yeah. So, but she said, "Sorry, Doctor, you, I know you don't approve." Um, which is fine, but I'm it, beginning but it to happens. think actually, actually, the cuts in unit are actually even worse than we thought. Because I think actually, Kate Stewart's the only one with live am- ammunition. <laughs> <laughs> are you saying that units are like the home guard? It is. It's like Dad's army. <laughs> I, I think if you looked at the back, some of them soldiers had a had a knife strapped to a broomstick. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. It did seem a bit dad's army there, that the outfit this time around, didn't it? But yeah. oh, I hope they're giving them a redemption in the next, the next story they pop up in. But yeah, it was. Um, yeah, I, I just I just liked some of the the little little things there, and I just like the fact that you know um, it didn't shy away from killing people. There's nothing was there's nothing graphic as such, was there? It was just I don't know what the best way to put it. Really, it was it was no worse than what you saw in the 1970s. I know television no. is, is different now, and there's this whole code of conduct that the, the you know the, the TV uh, production teams have to abide by now especially at the BBC but um, yeah I, I think it was no worse than what used to, what I used to watch when I was a kid yeah I mean really? to a large extent it was mainly Zygons that were dispatched wasn't it it was yeah Rather and if you did see any humans then it was always off screen yeah you know which I think worked I think it worked um, I'm not entirely sure whether everyone was reduced to big uh, dollops of wire wool on the floor no, really, I don't quite understand that. Um, I, sort of, I sort of wondered whether that was just so they could use them in New Mexico. Yes, when you saw that across. that very poorly um, done tumbleweed moving yeah. blowing across, because it just seemed to be when it got to the final couple of feet before it, it went out of shot, it seemed to be just dragged across the floor. It did, yeah. Um, unless, unless that was the remains of someone. Well, this is what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. That's what it was meant to be. This yeah, what, what meant to be. And that's sort of, I think, why the idea came in there, that you actually saw them earlier on Yeah, about actually putting it together. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I think uh, that, that, um, was, that was the idea. Why, why it didn't quite sort of tumble as a tumbleweed should. No. Yeah, so, so... Oh, talking about New Mexico. Yeah. Was the, 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 um, 
the thing the sign on the wall that she say where they'd written no British, no dog to the no yeah. dog sign. Yeah. And I did sort of turn to my dog and said, That's both of you and me out of there then. <laughs> <laughs> Which then also become rather strange because my dog's Bonnie. So <laughs> Oh gosh, yes. It was obviously very um knowing the future that one, that sign. <laughs> was it trying <laughs> Was your dog trying to start some sort of uh, revolution amongst... It is, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I suspect that's the case, actually. <laughs> I'm, I'm lucky I'm lucky to get out of here alive someday. Yes, I think so, mate. You better get out of there before you get killed. Mm. Um, yeah, I'd, I don't know what else. I, I can, there's other things I can think of about this, because I just enjoyed it. I just enjoyed the hell out of it. Um, was anything that sort of, apart from what we've already discussed, Paul, was anything that you sort of, for you need, you need to... Pick at or something or, um, no, not really. Um, no, no uh, yeah, just echo mainly what, what you've said and what we've been talking about. I think yeah, it just has been. It was a brilliant episode that worked pacing wise. It just I don't know. There there was just a bit that other than unit soldiers, the every other character must have been then a Zygon because the police were you know why yeah. were the Zygons the first on you know it's just all sorts. If you look back on it, there was sort of bits that was just obviously to keep the plot going. <laughs> yeah, you would have thought there'd been a few more sort of humans around, yeah. especially when a plane has crashed. Yes, on a, you know on a, on a beach. Um, and I, actually, I did like the Doctor's Union Jack parachute. Actually, yeah, which is obviously yeah we've we've got a we've got almost a, a James Bond sort of scene for the Doctor. Let's <laughs> give him a Union Jack parachute. No, I like that. I like that one. That was good. That was really good. Yeah, I, I, I don't mind a Bond reference. Little subtle nods like that. Are... Yes, indeed, and that's what I thought. That's what I thought about the you know, callbacks to, to you know the classic series. It was subtle, and if you got it, you got it. If you didn't, you didn't. You just sort of went, yeah. And you, if you want to know what it was, you'd sort of try and find out a bit more about it. You know, I, I think yeah, we, we've had kind of had a few sort of like sequels, and I think it's like the Magician's Apprentice and The Wish is Familiar was kind of like a sequel to Genesis of the Daleks to a certain degree. Yeah. I mean, man, the, uh, the only, what, what you've got to say about this, if this then makes people that have not watched the classic series think to themselves, oh, I might now, uh, when they've realised that the, these are references to the classic series, makes them go and think, oh, I'll go, I actually might go and watch that. Yeah. Then all good, I think. Yeah, I think so. And anything that references Harry Sullivan, I think, is yeah. sort of like the, the, the you know the forgotten companion, really, into my mind. Um, well, that's all for the better. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, that really is. So, um, well, I, I think I can't think of anything else to say really because I just really, really enjoyed it. I can't stop saying that. No, I really cannot yeah, stop yeah. saying that. Yeah, this 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 really was a a, a good two part episode. I mean. And worked as as would have worked as a single episode, a long film version single episode. Yes, it would have done. It really would have done. Which you can't say the case about many of the two parsers. No, indeed. Even the good ones. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I think this is this has been the, the thing that really impressed me because it, it felt like a proper two parter. Um, it was fantastically acted. Uh, it was it was just really well directed as well. It had a fantastic atmosphere to it. Uh, if I was going to rate this, this would be like this would be like a ten out of ten for me. Yeah, it really would be. It really would be. But uh, but anyway, that's what we would have been higher than an excellent. It would have been a lot higher than an excellent if we were still doing that old rating system. Indeed. <laughs> if you want to talk about referencing back to old shows, yes. <laughs> Oh dear. Right now, that's what we thought about it. We've got some feedback from um, you listeners out there on the Zygon Invasion and the Zygon Inversion. So let's kick off with the feedback for the Zygon Invasion. And uh, first up, we've got some feedback from Ian Thomas McLean, who writes to us, uh, Quite like a Pertwee episode at the start, but it was a bit all over the place. I don't really think uh, Kate's subplot went anywhere. It was, it, was a clear, it was clear it was a trap of some sort from the start. Uh, once again, they messed with the rules to keep us in suspense, but this just made me angry, like not saying what Osgood had actually died. But the Clara in the pod was a nice twist that I didn't see coming. I would agree with that. I didn't see that coming either. That, that was right. well done. Um, oh, and, it, and it's obvious when you watched it back that she, the first thing actually comes out of the, um, the flat of the yeah. boy is to tie the hair up. Yeah. It signifies which one. Which one's which, yeah, come in. Um 
But anyway, in, in continues. He says, uh, um, he didn't see Cohen, but the, no, the actual cliffhanger was weak and has been done already in this series. Oh, no, the Doctor is going to die only a few episodes ago. Overall, 7 out of 10, but I have many issues with, ju- with just part one, which I doubt will be fixed in part two, but it was strong. Honestly, it would have worked so, so much better as a six-part Pertwee story, and I can clearly see even now part two hasn't even aired yet. That was well, obviously that was writing last week, um, and I think we might have some feedback from. Yes, do have some slight feedback from Thomas for the uh, Zogon inversion, um, which we'll read later. Anyway, continue with the Zogon invasion feedback. Jeff Waddle writes: um, After almost chucking it uh, with the last two episodes, I thought this was absolutely brilliant. Just shows what a proper script, excellent acting, unobtrusive music, and great settings can do. And for the first time in about three years. I can actually hear the dialogue. Whoop, whoop, 9.5 out of 10. Wow. Okay. Now, coming from you, Jeff, I know that is high praise indeed. <laughs> okay. And then next, we've got some feedback from um, Robbie Bonham, uh, a previous guest on this, on this very podcast, actually. Hello, Robbie. Um, Robbie writes, I can still picture Harry Sullivan with his bandaged head. Is this a bad thing? Uh, Clara is the new Harry. Um, it was a great episode, but in fairness, I think you have to know your Who law to enjoy it. Not even old law necessarily, but the last Zygon story at least. Which is what you said, wasn't it, really? Yeah. Um, and I was the one who asked for the Zygons to return. Not sure casual viewers will get what what's going on, though. That's the only downside. I do, to, con- do tend to consider the newbies. Okay, cheers, Robbie. And... Uh, can continue with the, the Zygon Invasion feedback. We have Kieran Hyman. Right, so I thought it was great. Nine out of ten. I uh, liked the use of the guitar and Sonic Specs this time too. However, I still think... Oh yeah. <laughs> um, however, I still think Osgood is awful. Wearing McCoy's bloody jumper. The one thing that put me off is why do the Zygons have the ISIS flag? In fact, the whole thing smacked of ISIS and terrorism. Another in, and a rather inappropriate sex joke in "Do you want to be alone from Clara?" That was the whole thing with the, the, the Zygon command thing. Yeah, um, I think Kieran, that was the whole point, as we said. Yeah, it was supposed to smack of ISIS and terrorism. It was a a, a modern par- was it parable? Is that the right word? Yes, yes, modern parable. Actually, what what's odd about that then is because actually by that stage, by the time the "Do you want to be alone with that?" Yeah. That wasn't Clara. No, that was a Zygon, wasn't it? Which you'd think would be rather... Wouldn't be doing that sort of joke about their control centre. No, but unless she was linked to the original Clara, so maybe it was picking up on her thought patterns. Hmm. Stuff. Oh, well, OK. Um, now, the last bit of feedback we have for the Zygon invasion comes from... I hope I'm pronouncing your, your name right, my friend. Um, Suki Kark. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. And he writes... This is the first episode this year that I've enjoyed just after one showing. All the others I've watched twice to pick up bits that I didn't understand. The Zygon Invasion started with the recap from Day of the Doctor and last year's two-part finale, which fills in all the background information that you require for this episode, including the idea that there's, there were two Osgoods, then there weren't, all, then there weren't why weren't, there also weren't there two Cape Lethbury Stewarts. Um... Also, with this missing formula serum technology that was allegedly taken by somebody with a TARDIS being miraculously found in the conclusion. Uh, do you think the naval officer who developed this missing item was Harry Sullivan? Yes, it was. Um, yes, just a great episode, and let's hope the second part is as well. Okay, so thank you very much for that. So let's see what people wrote for the Zygon inversion. We've got some very sort of short feedback we're, unfortunately, we haven't had time to get any more because we've been recording like the day after broadcast, which is unusual for us at the moment, isn't it? So, um, but anyway, Jeff Waddle writes to us again. He says, "Taking into account as a two-parter, I thought this was by far and away the best story since it came back in 2005." Which is why, which is why I said at the beginning. So, yes, I'm not disappointed with the second part. Then, no, obviously not. I, I, I agree with you totally there, Jeff. I really do. Um, Martin Havel from the Bad Wolf podcast uh, quickly writes, better than part one. Okay, Ian Thomas Clean writes again. I was going to say, we don't, we don't actually know what you thought about part one. You might have thought part one was the best thing you'd ever seen. And exactly. It's even better. Oh, <laughs> well, that could just be weak phase that part one was awful and this, is, this was slightly better. <laughs> okay, Ian Thomas McLean writes to us again. He says, much better than part one. 
annoyed at how Clara and Bonnie could talk, and more Osgood, yuck. But overall, good 8 out of 10. I get the sense, Ian, you're not much of a fan of this this two-parter. Robbie Bonner writes... No, no, go 8 out of 10. I just don't think he he obviously doesn't like Osgood. Or Clara. Yeah. Or Bonnie. That's pretty much of the story. There's a whole story gone there, really, isn't it? Um, Robbie Bonham writes us again. Last 15 minutes were intense in a good way. Some of the best two in a couple of years. I know it was hinted at in part one, but definitely a statement of fundamentalist beliefs and thinking your way out of it. That the kind of stuff good science fiction exists for. And I totally agree with that sentiment. I and it really has, don't. has always been, hasn't it? The science fiction that you sort of grew up with. I mean, yeah. was... You know, if you think about the the 50s films and science fiction was all about how stopping how stupid humans were to be killing each other or to be threatening to kill each other with nuclear weapons and was using aliens as the yeah um, full guys on that. I, 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 I do sort of think we, we sort of t- we sort of skipped over the whole. I think we we kept talking about you know Capaldi's speech, which is blew everybody away but the whole thing as well with with the boxes we we didn't really sort of discuss really yeah. but i um i like the way it was just all a bluff yeah it was just all a bluff i just i just love it um now talking about the bluff at the end um suki Clark writes to us again says uh really enjoyed the episodes but i'm still wondering why does the doctor keep wiping kate's memory the poor woman must have swiss cheese for a memory at the moment so many holes and surely Kate must suspect something is going on when her scientific advisor, that's Jay Griffiths, the character, and most of her unit soldiers are missing. That's a good point, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's just a question of at what point did do her memories go to? Is it just that they go to the point? Did he just wipe her memories at the fact that the boxes are a bluff? Mm. So that she still feels that... I think that is it, is to maintain the peace, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Because and... obviously if she knew they was a bluff, then yeah. she may feel to... Take revenge, but why? Or have a more of a her own deterrent, yes, packed away somewhere. Yeah. Getting back to the boxes, actually, just yeah. just as we come back to them again, because we didn't really, as you say, didn't mention them. No. So the, in the boxes, it says true for consequences. Mm. That seems to be the Zygon's main statement. Yeah. So, uh, what? Who who came up with that idea first, the Doctor or the Zygons? Well. I think this is the. I think what I what, what I took from this, um, and please somebody correct me if I'm wrong on this one. But I think this is all played out before, which is which is why it, the whole truth and consequences thing. Yeah, I, I think this has already happened. Well, this is what I couldn't understand because it, it did seem to be slightly a case of the doctor didn't know about, didn't seem to at the stage where they're talking about the Mexican town. The doctor doesn't seem to know that there's a Mexican town called Truth or Consequences, which is basically that he sends Kate to. And yet... Yeah, but... I, or, or the fact the Truth and Consequences seems to come as a surprise to him then. And yet when they open the boxes later on... Yeah. Here it is. I know. The boxes that he created. Well, I, I don't know. Maybe he was playing dumb. Yeah. Just to not give it away that he knows what's going on. Yeah. Possibly. I don't know. Yeah, it's just a bit... A bit odd, but he did seem to be taken by surprise on certain things for someone who is, who's, yeah, who, who seems to have known what the ultimate outcome was going to be. Well, I I think then that if if that was the the case and he'd been stringing everybody along, that's a very very um, second doctor character trait to act like I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, and then he knows what he's been doing all along, really. So I I if if that's what they've done, I'd, I'd quite like that. And not, yeah, and not just a plot. But it just <laughs> did sort of strike me on that 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 was too. I could have understood, you know, the two buttons and that the whole thing was that. But the fact that it was actually was labelled. Yes. True for consequences. True for consequences was a bit. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I, I loved it anyway. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, loved, loved the resolution. <laughs> no, to it. It's not, yeah, it's not gonna. Not going to detract from it. No. So, but anyway, everybody, uh, thank you for your feedback. Um, very, very much appreciated. It really is. We love receiving it from you. We love reading it out on the on the podcast. So, um, as usual, if you want to email us, uh, you can email us at whosiepodcast.yahoo.co.uk. If you're a member of our Facebook group, you can leave your feedback there. If you uh, look at our Facebook page, uh, you can leave your feedback there as well. And also... Um, if you follow us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast, just send us a, a direct message, which are, well, there's no limits to, to the characters in direct message now. So 
type away to your heart's content. And uh, also, if you want to send us some audio feedback, please do that as well. If you if you'd like to send us some audio feedback, if you don't feel comfortable typing, you want to send it to us in your in the spoken word. Please do yeah, so. If, you, if, you, if you'd just rather say it yourself rather than us mangling your words. Yes, then. indeed, which I did a few times there tonight because I've, I've run out of something to drink. My voice is getting a bit dry. Um, yes, so please do. Please do. We, we love receiving your feedback. We really do. Okay, then. Um, so that just about wraps this episode up, really, doesn't it? I think it does. I think it does. I think it does. So um, we'll be back next week when we uh, will be reviewing Sleep No More, episode nine. Not long to go now, is it? And it's nearly no. over. Can't believe it. Nearly over. And that long yes. wait for six episodes next year. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Um, now, of course, we're going to be at the uh, Doctor Who Festival next week. So we, we're not too sure whether we're going we're gonna to cover anything there next week. So we might, we might go armed with our um, MP3 recorders just in case. Mm. We don't know what we're going to do yet. We don't know. So we, we might report back on something from that next week. Um, but I'm hoping to take a few photographs, so I shall I shall put them up on our um, Facebook group and Facebook page as soon as I can. Just for those of you who didn't get to go and see it, as you can see what, what, what was there, basically. And we both just rub your noses in it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you dear. can look at it and think, thank Christ, I didn't spend any money on, on that. On that, yeah, exactly. Take it how you like. Take it how you like. Okay, everybody. So until next week, then, it is goodbye from me, Phil. And goodbye for me, Paul. Goodbye. to the Who's He podcast. Please visit our website at who's-he-podcast.co.uk. You can also follow us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast. And please also join the Who's He podcast Facebook group. The Who's He podcast is a member of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance. Mm-hmm.